Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hey everybody, welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. Jordan and Lexi are here recording today. How's it going? Hey, that's a pretty coffee mug. Yeah, this is Brian's favorite oh. from who lived at home. It's like the only thing he took with him. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. that's my coffee mug. I mm-hmm. like it. It looks like someone made it. It's like pottery. Comedy. Yes, I think somebody did make it probably. Yep. Okay, cool. Okay, I can't. There. Hey, there. Now you can see me. Um, okay, so we do have an icebreaker today. And I don't even know. I mean, maybe a hack. Should I call it a hack? What's something you've been doing recently that maybe has like made your life easier or something you've figured out lately, something new you've tried? Mm-hmm. Do you have one? Go ahead first if you have one. Well, I do. Mine are like very specific to my life though. So this may not be helpful to anyone else, but this is oh, something, okay. something small that I have changed recently. So I'm reading that Joy of Housekeeping book and it has just made me... Um, think a little more critically about all of my tasks that I do throughout the day and be like, okay, is this one stressful or annoying to me? Why? And if so, how can I tweak it a little bit? Mm -hmm. So one of my things was whenever we all first wake up in the mornings, it's always really hectic. Everyone's starving. Everyone needs me to help them look for something. Yeah. Breakfast has to be made. There's a baby that wants to nurse and be changed. And, you know, it's just all the things happen. All the things hit right at once. And I'm not a morning person. So it's like super sleepy and everything's hitting at once. So I didn't realize you're not a morning person. No, no, (laughs) no, I'm forced. I'm it's forced upon me because of the family that I live in. And they are all morning people, except maybe me and Valor are kind of groggy in the morning. Um, so Another thing that I usually had to do in the mornings was empty the dishwasher and like put the dishes away. I did that for, I tried to do it first thing so that the breakfast dishes could go in the dishwasher. And I was like, wait a minute, this doesn't have to hit at this time. So now I've been doing it to where I run it in the morning after breakfast and then it's ready to unload at lunchtime when I'm like much more of a perky person and there's not as many needs to be met. And so for some reason that has been like life-changing, just running the dishwasher a little bit later in the day. Oh, that makes sense. It gives me so much more free time at breakfast time and it has made my life so joyful. I'm like, oh man, mornings are awesome now. So I've been loving that. I've also been reading my Bible on the front porch lately, which has been Uh awesome because the sun like helps wake me up. So I like see the sun coming up and like get all the sunlight on me (laughs) and get to read my Bible out there. And, uh, yeah, so that's been fun. I didn't get to do it today though, because I, like I told you two of our littles are sick. So last night was crazy. And then another thing I boxed you about was I switched to dishwashing powder on accident. Kind oh. of. <laughs> I accidentally ordered the wrong one. And then I realized one box of this dishwashing powder instead of the pods. Okay. It lasted from, I think it was June, June, like 16th or something is when I bought it. And mm-hmm. then I just finished it last week. That's, yeah, that's, it yeah, lasted, those are expensive. It lasted yeah. three months. So hmm. it was amazing. So, um, yeah, that it's a much cheaper to use the box of the powder than it is to get the pods. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, you know, maybe slightly less convenient. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's, I mean, you got to put something in the dishwasher anyway. I don't know if it's less convenient <laughs> yeah. to put powder as opposed to a pod, <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was something I'm like, wow, I'm going to start doing this. And it works just as good for me. So 
That's funny because Ari unloads the dishwasher for me first thing when he wakes up mm-hmm. in the morning for that exact reason. Oh, it was just too much for me to try and do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. My boys put away the sippy cups, but that's about the extent of what they can reach. So. Oh yeah. I had to completely, all of our dishes are in cupboards at knee level. They're not yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. I had to change everything Smart. for that reason. But yeah, I'm ready to get someone old enough to be able to handle the dishes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would, be, that would be one less task. Okay. But something that you've been doing differently or new or. Um, I think mainly something I started telling myself the last two weeks is just that there's no shortcuts to homemaking except homemaking in the sense of there were things I just realized I kept putting off because I didn't want to be a hard worker. Mm-hmm. And that's not okay. Like mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be a worker at home for a reason. Mm-hmm. And so not that I don't try to find ways, uh, obviously I'm always trying to find ways to make my life easier and more joyful. Yeah. But part of it I realized for me was I was just being lazy and I needed to realize there's no silver bullet sometimes for just working hard. Yeah. You got to so, do it. Yeah. And I've been something that has totally changed. And th- this is one example. Women do not like to hear this. When I have people say, how do you do this? How do you do that? I have been getting up at 5.30. I used to get in bed at 7.45. I cannot get in bed until 8.45 now. It's just the way it is with school and kids, and it's fine. It's not bad. But honestly, that extra time in the morning and at night, I'm getting so much more done. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know sometimes how to give advice aside from just you've got to work a little longer, a little yeah. harder, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that's it. But yeah. Okay, cool. So want to go ahead and jump into our topic? Yes. I'm, I'll be curious to see how much of our stuff overlaps just because I'm not entirely sure where you're coming from. And I don't know. If you know <laughs> I <from>. know. <laughs> Go for it. So I basically boxed Lexi last week and was kind of like art, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> kind of <laughs> creativity. Um, so I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I am reading the hidden art of homemaking by Edith Schaefer. And then like I mentioned, I'm reading the joy of housekeeping. I'm also doing like some art curriculum with ransom that's new. And I have just been thinking a lot about how I think a lot of times whenever women get thrown into the deep end of being a mom and a housewife, that you kind of think that the creative part of you is on hold that you think like, okay, this is not the season for that now. Like now it's the season for this that is stopped. And I have been guilty of thinking about thinking like that Um, my whole life. I've been very interested in art from like my youngest years. I can remember even elementary school. I just have always loved anything creative, anything like with your hands, making things beautiful. I've always just been drawn to aesthetics. My family is all very creative. So anyways, whenever we started having kids, it was like a paradigm shift of like, okay, I don't have time to do the creative things that I used to do with my hands. So then what do you do with that part of you? Mm -hmm. And the world will tell you the lie of like, well, you're just losing yourself if you don't do that. Whatever the heck that means. That's like the dumbest saying ever. I'm just losing myself as a mother, but that's not true. You're just channeling your enjoyment of art and creativity Mm -hmm. in a different way. So yeah, that's kind of where we're coming from this topic at what angle we're coming from it at. So I will read, okay, I'll, so I'll read a little quote from Ransom's art curriculum that I think is cool. It says, man is a maker. This is part of what, make, what it means to be made in the image of our creator God. 
As we learn to collaborate with him, he confirms and mightily blesses the work of our hands. When we allow God to bestow favor and beauty and delightfulness on the work of our hands, he makes artists even out of the humblest among us. That's Leanne Payne. But um, I just love thinking about the idea that like whatever work there is to be done in front of us, that there is an artistic angle that you can put on it, that you can yes. think of it in terms of like, okay, maybe maybe this is like something that seems really monotonous to me. Valor. Sorry. Valor just crawled in. Time out. Valor. Okay. Out with dad. Or go get in your bed, whatever daddy told you to do. Okay. Go talk to daddy about it. Okay. He's out there. Sorry. I heard a little rumbling under the desk. I'm like, what? <laughs> Snuck in. Thank you, Valor. Um, so yeah, so like whatever there is to be done, whether it be cooking or cleaning, like there is a creative angle that you can put on it. You can think of it in terms of like, how can I make this be the most beautiful possible? How can I reflect the image of my creator in making this even a creative job? Yeah. I think for me, I didn't necessarily worry about it if I had time for it because I've always been probably selfishly really good at making time for the things I enjoy. But after I became a mom, I no longer saw the value of it, if that makes sense. Um, I can definitely struggle with like wanting to be overly efficient and utilitarian for sure. And so I've had to learn that like, I mean, because the question, what is art is a huge question, mm -hmm. but I've had to learn to be okay with the fact that some, maybe God gave me this feeling of nostalgia when it comes to studying the arts just to make my life more enjoyable. Like that's it. Not to make my house more beautiful, not to make like me have a bigger brain that knows a lot of cool stuff about architecture, but just, just to make life enjoyable. And that's it. So I've had, I've had a hard time seeing the value of it in that way. Um, but I want to read, you might have a thought. I want to read this quote. Oh, you were talking about like making our everyday tasks more beautiful. Basically. Did you see that thing I posted on Instagram a few days ago? Ooh, I about the gloves. The what? The gloves, the children in the gloves. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. I just, I thought that was such a good analogy for, okay. So basically this author was on a train and he observed two children coming out of a house that had on red crocheted or knitted gloves. And he could see that they were done really sloppily. And he says, but at no greater cost and very little extra trouble, they could have just as well been made pleasant to the eye. And it just, it was convicting to realize it's so easy. Like it's not a waste of time. It's almost, sometimes it's even better to do things well the first time than yeah. to rush through them in a sloppy, messy manner and to beautify them from the get-go makes life a lot more pleasant Yeah. with all. And you can apply that to so many different tasks. Yeah. But, in The Hidden Art of Homemaking, she talks a little bit about why Christians, above all people, should value art and beauty. It is true that all men are created in the image of God, but Christians are supposed to be conscious of that fact. And being conscious of it should recognize the importance of living artistically, aesthetically, and creatively as creative creatures of the creator. If we have been created in the image of an artist, then we should look for expressions of artistry and be sensitive to beauty, responsive to what has been created for our appreciation. Um, mm -hmm. So like knowing that there is a creator, Christians know that the world didn't happen by accident. We know that there is a God that created it all. And knowing that we know that he took the time to like make sunsets beautiful. He could have just been like yeah. light, dark, 
that could have happened, but instead, like he took the time to make it be something that is beautiful to our eyes, that it creates emotion Mm -hmm. within us. And knowing that we are created in the image of that kind of God, we should be that kind of followers of him that we take the time to make things beautiful. If we're going to be making dinner, why not make it be aesthetically pleasing to the eye, pleasant to the senses that we can mirror our creator God. And the same in everything that we're doing, like how much more pleasant is it whenever you go into a place that is beautiful rather than ugly? Mm -hmm. Like, and that's another thing she says on here. She says the fact that you, she talks about whether you're married and have a family or um, live in a flat with a number of people, if you still with your parents, if you're alone, you have guests from time to time, whether you're a man or a woman, the fact that you are a Christian should show in some practical area of a growing creativity and sensitivity to beauty rather than a gradual drying up of creativity and a blindness to ugliness. Like Christians above all people should have the prettiest. I don't want to, I don't want to say homes. I don't, cause I don't want you to think that I'm saying like the most expensive homes. I'm not saying that at all, no, but like the no. most pleasing to the eye homes and families yeah. and environments and food, because we know that we are made in the image of a God that is beautiful in all that he does. As a matter of fact, I think if you actually are a true creative person, you will want so much creativity in your life that you will look for ways to do it as cheaply as possible. It has yes. nothing to do with cost. Yes, nothing absolutely. Else. And I think part of what you're saying too is if you're listening to this right now and you're scoffing at this idea, admit to yourself that there's something wrong with you, not with what we're saying, because we live. So I'm reading this book called The Arts right now. And he was kind of talking about how up until the medieval dark ages, everybody, we were just surrounded by beautiful art all of the time. Mm -hmm. Technology has really screwed us over in that sense um, because things have been easier, become easier, quicker, and cheaper to produce. And it's, I feel like we are a completely different creature than medieval persons were. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in some sense, I don't know if we'll ever be able to recover that, but something he was, he's been talking a lot about like how to re-surround yourselves with art. He was talking about how the person that only goes to the um, opera basically to show off to their boss is not actually a lover of art. Even if they seem to look like it, it's the man who can afford a five cent record who's listening to it in all of his free time. That's the true lover of art. But he also said something that I had never thought about because I think I've only been thinking in terms of, okay, how can I bring more art into my home then? How can I surround myself for this? How can I train my eye? But he is saying, not only do you have to do that, but in order to truly make this a lifestyle, we have to be spending all of our free moments pursuing creative habits, Mm -hmm. basically, which I hadn't thought of instead of scrolling Twitter yeah. You could be sitting and sketching for a second. Mm-hmm. And I think those, that was like the little mind change of like, wait a second, I do have time. Mm-hmm. My affections are not properly trained though. <laughs> yeah. And I think we are so trained to be quick about everything that we're doing. Like, how can I do this as quick as possible? I want the laundry to be done as fast as possible, rather than thinking about how or like the first few generations who ever are able to do laundry in less than multiple days of the week, or like at least a whole day where we do a couple loads of laundry and we're like, Oh, I've been doing laundry all day long. It's like, no, you actually (laughs) haven't. You didn't walk to the river and bring your buckets with you and do laundry all day long. Like we, we want everything to be as fast as possible instead of letting ourselves slow down to like appreciate the beauty of what you're doing. Even if it's laundry, how can you do laundry in a way that is beautiful? Well, 
You can take the time to think about what is a good product that I would like to wash our clothes with. How can I fold these? How can I arrange our clothes in the closet to where it's pleasing to the eye when you go into your closet and it's not just jammed stuffed in, you know, or like, how can I, how can I curate a wardrobe for my children to where they have all that they need and they still look nice, you know? And again, it doesn't mean money. It doesn't mean a lot of money. It just means time and thoughtfulness in what you're doing. And And there's even like an aspect of beauty and creativity and art that we put into our home that's amount of care and love that we're wanting to show the people around us. Because you can, like I said, you can, you can apply this to whatever, laundry, cooking, whatever. You can do it one of two different ways. One shows a lot of care and thought and um, expresses love. Like you can, you can make a dinner for someone and quickly throw it on the table or you can like do it in a way that expresses love. You can make star shapes out of the biscuits. You know what I mean? And you can make your kids be like, oh my gosh, there's stars. And (laughs) there's two different ways that you can do that. And one is like, like it said, very little extra effort, but it puts like a pizzazz into something that sparks that whole nostalgia that we were talking about that like brings a loyalty and a love and just like that sense of, there's something more to this biscuit than a biscuit. There is a love mm-hmm. of a mother and a yeah. love of a heavenly father that is in our home. I just want to, I want to be the kind of mom that like throws everything I have into what I'm doing in that season. I want to be that kind yeah. of Christian, not just mom, yeah. but I be that type of, type of Christian that um, whatever season I'm in. And I was thinking about Ecclesiastes three and there's a season for everything, a season. I actually have it. Open. Do you mean so that you're not just like doing the lowest amount possible yes. to just get by? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not just like, okay, you can just, you know, fold the laundry and throw it away. You're not dumbing it. down motherhood. Yeah. There we go. Yes. So thinking in Ecclesiastes three. So it's the, a time for everything chapter. Mm-hmm. Okay. So time to give birth, time to die, time to plant, time to uproot time to kill, time to heal. Okay. It goes through basically covering everything. There's a time for everything that we go through in our life. And then a little later on, it says that God has made everything beautiful in its time. Mm-hmm. So like no matter what season that we are in, we can be pursuing the beauty of that season. So yes. you may be thinking I am in a that. season that is not beautiful. Like there is nothing beautiful to behold about this season. Um, maybe you're like caring for a sick person in your family, or maybe it's just like unending sleepless nights, whatever it is, you may be feeling like there is nothing beauty, beautiful to behold. I would challenge you during the season to look for the beauty that it's there to like, dig it up, be diligent, pray, God, help me see the beauty of the season. What can I do to make this more beautiful? What, what beauty do you have for me in it? And, um, I know like through seasons of difficulty in our life, God has shown up in really big ways to show us like, this is the good that I have for you in it. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, like whether it be seasons of difficulty or seasons of plenty, just being diligent to look for the beauty, um, that God is giving. And then also the Mm -hmm. beauty that you can be pouring out. I think too, sometimes chaos is abhorrent to us. And I think that's a God-given like instinct that we mm-hmm. get frustrated when our house, our house is a mess. So I think even in the seasons where I have like had no extra energy for creativity whatsoever, my main task in beautifying my home has been to just simply keep it clean on a day-to-day basis yeah. because that not, not necessarily taking any steps forward, but that alone is its own sense of beauty in order. But when you become so consumed in like self-pitying in a hard season that you just give up and you never clean and you never do the laundry, 
that is its own form of punishment in a way, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's a poem and the joy of housekeeping. I posted on Instagram. I can read it in a little bit, but um, it talks about how life is full of like repetitive tasks, basically, basically like tasks that aren't monumentous in our life. And yeah. those are the moments that I'm talking about making beautiful, the cleaning of the house, like cleaning your house, keeping it pretty, keeping it kept up. That that's, that is the hidden art of homemaking. Yes. That is, that's what Elizabeth, um, or sorry, not Elizabeth, Edie Schaefer is talking about. Um, and like taking the time, taking the time to put the extra effort into the normal tasks that we're doing to make them beautiful. Yep. Yeah. yeah that's, totally. that's something that just like has hit me in a new way, even recently of like, yeah, creativity isn't on hold that we don't have to no. wait till our kids are grown, that it's everywhere around us. Beauty is everywhere around us. It's in the school. It's in the education that you're giving your children. It's in the relationship that you're um, cultivating with your husband. It's in everything, like yeah. creating beauty and everything around you. Yeah. I do think it's helpful to set little goals for yourself too, like just to be curious, I guess, with mm-hmm. um, something. Maybe you don't have time or money to actually dedicate towards some sort of a new craft mm-hmm. right now, but learn about it at least, you know, yeah. learn about it, keep cultivating your mind. That will help so much more than you know in your mothering, in your marriage, even like be an interesting spouse, even to your spouse, like love your spouse by reading a book about something you have no idea about. So you have something interesting to talk about, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also what's helpful to me in this season of feeling like I have very little time free with my hands to be able to do things yes. is like taking yeah. things in small chunks. Even I wanted to can, um, that blackberry jam the other day and I had never used Pomona's yeah. pectin before. So it was like overwhelming me. Like oh, I got to really yes. pay attention to the direct. I have to have time <laughs> yeah. where I can actually pay attention to the directions. And like yeah. during a canning process, there's it's some of it's time sensitive. Some of it, you have to like actually do it at this moment. And that's hard sometimes when you have a little baby that needs you. Um, and it's unpredictable about when they will need you and stuff. I was like, okay, I'm just going to take this a tiny chunk at a time. I'm going to read all the directions right now. And then I'm going to mm-hmm. go and help people do what they need. And then I'm going to gather all of my equipment and then I'm going to go and do help people and do what they need. And then I'm going to, you know, and that can be applied yeah. to anything. Like if you want to learn about cake decorating, yes. cool, buy some pans, learn about what pans yeah. you want. And then that can be your goal for the day. Like, I'm just going to learn about what kind of cake pans I want or whatever it may be, like taking things in small chunks rather than seeing it as too overwhelming of a tax task for the season, seeing it as small segments that you can grow in. Missy Winkler taught us that like the difference between the word project and task is that I think what you're trying to say is you were overwhelmed by the project of making blackberry jam. But when you broke it up into the small task of read the instructions, gather the ingredients, put them in it, like so that has really helped me accomplish yeah. big projects like yeah. learn about architecture. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now I need to make the list of the books I want to get. Then the next day I need to order the books. Then the next day I need to organize notebooks I want to use with it. Like yep. you have to learn to break it up into smaller chunks in order to fit it in. But if all you ever do is complain about not but having enough have, time, yeah. well, stop the complaining, use the time, the seconds of a day that you had yes. complaining to work yeah. towards those small tasks and stop yeah. complaining. <laughs> yeah. And I'm always shocked at how an overwhelming task doesn't take as long as what I thought it did. thought it was going yep. to, 
I'm always shocked by that. I'm always, I'm always like, oh my gosh, this is the most gigantic pile of laundry to fold I've ever seen. I'm like, oh, it really didn't take that long. <laughs> like, yeah, there's that quote. It, it's, it's not Oscar Wilde, but I think it's somebody like him who basically says the hardest part is getting started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like, just jump in with both feet and do it. Um, so yeah, what else you got? Um, I have some quotes that I really want to read that have just been helping me think through art again in general, like in the home. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so the first one is, this is from the book I'm reading again. Then why did I take the trouble to write this vast tract? And why did I want you to read it? Merely to invite you to join us. And by us, I mean all those who feel that we can occasionally do without dinner or breakfast, but that life without a few extra dishes of music or paintings is hardly worthwhile. There must be something you like to do and can do. You may like to draw or to sing or to play the piano or to go for dramatics. Is there any reason why you shouldn't do it if it adds the fun of being alive? I don't know any. <laughs> that yes. was the quote I was talking about. Like, yes. just do it because it's yeah. fun. God's totally fine with fun, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, this part I love, though. He says, you need not be as good as the best professional in any of the arts to still be a very decent artist in your own right but you can and will lead an infinitely happier and fuller existence if you adopt one of the arts as your stepchild. And you will be surprised how far you can get by devoting a few of your leisurely moments to the practice of whatever art you have chosen. Of course, keep this fact firmly in mind. In the arts, just as in nature, there are no shortcuts. Success is not a matter of inspiration, but a matter of patience and more patience and then still more patience. All the inspiration in the entire inspired universe will not do you any good without a vast amount of very hard work and slow, painstaking and conscientious work at that. Yeah. So, I mean, even in there, like if you want to become good at something, me, I'm really frustrated. I wish I knew more about design. I wish I knew more about classical styles that are timeless, that are not going to be wasted away and just destroyed mm-hmm. in our modern era, but I don't. And so that's something I've been thinking is like, I just need to learn little tidbits here and there. I don't need yeah. to give up and never decorate a room, never finish a room completely. Yeah. I need to take little bits of time and learn about this and practice and be okay with making mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And being okay with being the kind of person that takes their time and does it right. Um, yes. Because I am, I have been bad in my life about like, if you haven't been able to tell by now, listeners, I've said this a million times, but like, it'll work out. Let's just go for it. And then I'm like, oh crap, I really should have measured twice, cut once type thing. Mm-hmm. And actually have a bracelet that my sister-in-law made me that says measure twice, cut once. <laughs> oh, that's cute. And it has like a little um, tape measure. But um, yeah, like just being that kind of person that's like, okay, I'm going to think this out. I'm going to pray about it. And then I'm just going to do it. And pray that the Lord will bless it. And yes, but like I learn about it part. as I go. Pray about these projects. If there are things you're yeah. like, Lord, I want to be successful in this. Please help me. Like mm-hmm. make the work of my hands prosper yeah. somehow for your yeah. purposes and my family, for my kids, for my husband. Pray mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Yeah. I liked this little poem. I posted it on Instagram the other day. It said, once upon a time, I planned to be an artist of celebrity. A song I thought to write one day and all the world would homage pay. I long to write a noted book, but what I did was learn to cook for life with simple tasks is filled 
And I have done not what I will yet. When I see boys hungry eyes, I'm glad I make good apple pies. I just thought it was the sweetest mm-hmm. little poem. Um, but yeah, like, really I think sweet. a lot of times we have these lofty ideas of um, artistry and creativity and lofty goals of like, okay, if I start painting, then I'm going to be famous painter. <laughs> Instead of just like, God, I want to do some painting for your glory and the enjoyment of myself and my family and, um, to beautify my surroundings. And I think a lot of times we just get caught up in like way too big instead of bringing it down to this is every day. This is real life. Um, I want to make good apple pies. I don't have to be, I don't have to be a famous painter. I can make good apple pies for my family. And that is a form of artistry that the Lord will bless. Yeah. We're, we need to praise the amateur. Thus, like the idea that we specialize everything out the wazoo is a really, really modern idea. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everyone knows a lot about one thing now. Mm-hmm. The way it used to be is that everybody knew a lot about lots yeah. of things. The Renaissance man. Yes. So mm-hmm. we need to kind of reclaim that in a way to not be a specialist, but be okay with being an amateur. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because the amateur is the one, if we're doing this from love and not from a works based place, the amateur is the one who's willing to keep pursuing it, even when they're not good at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a guy in the old Testament and I can never remember his name, but every time I read it, I love it. It's the guy that, um, when they're building the temple and God blesses him with a skill for a lot of different things, like he was good at woodworking. He was good at making this and that. And it was just, mm-hmm. I, I always love just the thought of that, that like, that's something that the Lord did blessed this man with all these different skills to be able to work on the temple. Like, okay, God, what, yeah. what kind of skills do you want to bless me with? So I can, so I can work on what you have in front of me. Um, mm-hmm. you've, you've put a good job in front of me. I want to honor you in it. Like help me see the skills that you are blessing me with and let me turn a profit on them. Let me glorify yeah. you with them. What were you painting the other day, by the way, I saw you post. So I worked at eccentrics last week, the boutique that okay. I work at occasionally. And they had me do this like really cool abstract, um, on all the walls. And it was basically just like a repetitive design on, it was a light pink oh, wall and then a watered down white with intentional drips, um, just abstract, uh, portrait, not portrait. What word am I looking for? It starts with an M not mosaic. Mural? All I can think of mural. Thank you. All I can think mural. of mosaic, um, mural. So yeah, it was really, really fun. And that, and that's cool because it's like, okay, God, whatever you do, bless, bless us with times that are like actually clearly artistic, like praise God for that too. And, and, um, that was one of those times it was like very clearly God's letting me get to do this and being thankful for that. And then also being thankful for the apple pies, you know? Yes. Yes. It was really cool. Yeah. Shay Elliott said something recently about me, not exactly this, but along the lines of like, maybe the reason so many women hate their jobs is they're not looking, they don't have eyes to see the beauty in it. Yeah. All they see is the dirty laundry. All they see is the dirty Mm -hmm. dishes. All they see is the pie dough. They can't see the beauty in it. Yeah. And that was, that was really convicting of like, okay, I, if I am complaining, is it because I'm not seeing the grace around me that God is surrounding me with? I'm not being thankful and grateful. And yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something else. I get to actually paint another little mural at a lady's salon next week. So I'm really excited about that too. So that'd be fun. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I had, this is random, but I had a art teacher in middle school and she had a, it was like, you know how when people have stairs, sometimes they have like a half wall around the stairs. Yes. Yes. Okay. 
So at the top, like probably foot of her half wall, she made a mosaic of just all the random things that they picked up that were like special to their family. Like mm-hmm. maybe they got a magnet uh, on a trip and she would just like continually put add on to this little mosaic of all their family's special little items at the top of their um, banister wall of their stairs. It was like the coolest thing. And that made me. Was it like cork or how did she stick it? No, she would just like make a plaster and put oh, them okay. in the plaster. And so it was just like. Oh, wow adhered yeah it was very cool um yeah so she she was one of the people in my life that kind of spurred on a love of the creative um Mm -hmm. yeah so I love I loved her school but that was a cool thing that she did in her house so are there other things you're working on right now to like you know this the cozy nostalgia artist yeah so we uh we decorated for fall already I saw that that was very fun I love it. And my boys get so excited. I love it that my boys are, um, they're so used to that, that we decorate for the seasons and like that we're going to make things cozy that they're like begging me to get the fall decorations out. Like they're so excited about it. They're like, mom, can we, can we please, please, can we put up some of the Halloween stuff, please? (laughs) And they're just so excited. And they're like, Ransom is like the funniest kid. He, some days would be like, you know what we should do? We should just like, close the blinds, light some candles and just like make it super cozy in here and make some, hot tea, make some hot tea. <laughs> and I'm like, you're right. We should, we should make it cozy. Let's do it. But I love it that they already know that they already know that there yeah. is, there's like things that we can do to make things cozy and exciting around here. So anyways, we decorated for fall and then I made some new paper towels. Well, not paper towels, mm-hmm. but like the fabric paper towels that I've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I made some new ones of those and we went to Joanne's last week and picked out fabric and just like we did them like a fall color to go with our vibe that we got going on. And then Ransom and Valor picked out some spider ones. They're really fun. And um, That's yeah. Cool. yeah, but just even even stuff like that, like that was super fun making paper towels. Yeah. Aren't, you know, the fabric paper towels, but it was just so fun doing that. And we got to think about like what colors would look good in the kitchen. And, um, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. What the about you guys? So um, I, so I joined Angela Reed's old world design society mm-hmm. to just, I don't know, just to give me some motivation and ideas to, finish some of the rooms in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to bring in more of a classic style, I, I am shunning all things modern and abstract at the moment. Okay. <laughs> um, and I'm just really trying to like dive back into what is our heritage of art as Christians, as medievals. I just want to get inside their minds and like stay there and understand them as much as I can. I know I never will, but I'm, I want to bring that into our home. And so I think, I really do think Angela's um, it's kind of, she teaches classes, but you also have access to like a private chat forum of other people who are trying to decorate in the same sort of a way. So yeah, so I'm doing that. I've been, I've been putting it off for a while because I knew I heard about it when I was pregnant with Winnie and I just knew it's not the time for me to be doing this, but as we're going into winter and I'm going to be inside more, I want to be able to start keeping track of projects I can do inside. Yeah. So So, what what are some ideas that you got rolling around? What are you thinking? Well, I, the boys room is kind of the big thing, the boys room. Um, I'm trying to bring more. So I think we just, uh, it, it frustrates me beyond 
imagination how much we wish we would have done a lot of things differently in our house. I know. <laughs> so what I am just trying to do is like bring a lot more character into the very, very modern style we have. Um, so I, one of the simple things I read from a Raph of Non article, but he didn't write it. I can't remember the title of it. I'm really sorry, guys. But they were talking about how classic, in classic architecture, they used to do pretty basic moldings, except for on the doorways that were trying to communicate something to people like, hey, this is the back door. Hey, this is the bathroom. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of kicking around the idea of how I can bring in some more fun molding around the bathrooms and maybe mm -hmm. do something outside of our front door. Again, I don't know what that looks like right now. Mm -hmm. um, but just bringing in more character like that. Yeah. Um, trying to think of what else. I'm trying to also just recover like using my notebooks. That used to be a huge, huge source of creativity for me was notebooking like crazy. Mm -hmm. I have one for commonplace scribbles, but then I have one that I kind of want to turn into a visual art along with really beautiful quotes type of a journal. Mm -hmm. So I want to do some sketching out of Doug Wilson's um, book about church architecture, actually use some wax paper and just start copying what they do there. Cause I think that's what happens with a lot of people is they I don't know how to do it, but they also feel like it's below them to just copy others. Yeah. Right. When really so, like that, looking at art, listening to art is how we get spurred into art. Yes. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. So I think for so long, I moved out of my tiny house that was really easy to decorate because it was so small. And then I've just felt like, I guess I don't actually know how to decorate, but I've also felt prideful in the sense of I'm not willing to stand on anyone else's shoulders who's actually really good at this mm -hmm. and is actually really steeped in this artistic tradition. Mm -hmm. So that's part of what I'm trying to do is just, I want to get in that deep river of beauty and truth and goodness. And I want to slather myself in that water <laughs> and I want to douse my house in it. And yeah. Uh, I want so, to see pictures of what vibe you're thinking okay. at some point. I want to see some pictures. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. So yeah. our house is kind of craftsman-y on the outside. And um, on the inside, the only thing I can call it is eclectic because it's, we have not spent much money, but I love the way that we've decorated our house, but it's a combination of like what we find at yard sales, what's been handed yes. down to our family. I um, think we actually have very similar styles. And then what we've made, you know? Yes. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what we've got going on. But yeah, same. I wish that I knew now. Um, I wish that I knew this stuff whenever we were building. Yeah, so done things a little differently. And but. part of it, you know what? It, it's just it's it's all in God's timing. That's why yeah, we have exactly. To be like, with our sanctification. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, God is sovereign on how we built our houses. Yes, and I and, think for our artistic like nostalgia type people like us, it can be hard because I'm not willing to go pick a typographical type piece from TJ Maxx and put up in my house. Mm -hmm. I want to wait for all the classic art that I'm going to come across someday, Yeah, which means one I day I will patient. find it. I will yes. find it one day. I have to be patient with blank walls for a long time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or, or make something yourself that fills the void. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Brian bought pretty much all the pieces that Riverbend press makes recently. So now I've got to go I'm going to go put them up in different places. Um, so they're on the wall while I work through framing them all. Okay. I don't know I don't what Riverbend Press is. What's Riverbend Press? 
Uh, it's a Charlotte Mason publishing house that does like art study and stuff. So now we have multiple pieces from different artists throughout history. Oh, cool. That's neat. Yeah. That's really yeah. neat. Cool. So Sweet. anyways, uh, so, so much stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Edith Schaefer is the hidden art of homemaking. Fantastic book. And it will feel inspiring to you. Yeah. That's a great one. Anything else? Any other book? What do you, what are um, the... I, I highly recommend this book I'm reading. It's called The Arts by Hendrik Willem. It's probably Willem uh, Van Loon. And then another one that I, I need to order was uh, Francis Palmer's, I think it's called like Life in the Studio. Okay. Basically how to cultivate a creative life. Okay. I heard about that one from Shay Elliott. I think she might be a floral designer, but um, yeah, it looks it looks really good just on ways that I think I can take like really practical steps towards recovering this as part of my humanity, Mm -hmm. not just like leaving it on the wayside anymore. So, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, guys, throw yourself into it. Should there be a flower arrangement on your table? Yes. Do it. Should you write your husband a sweet poem? Yes. Do it. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah.